Welcome, welcome to the room. And when I say the room, that is the renewing of our minds. I am your host, Gigi, also known as God's underscore good on most platforms. That is G-O-D-S underscore G-U-D. And today is the first day of the rest of my life. Amen. Today's topic is you're full of it. And no, 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 we are not going to be talking about liars, storytellers, drama mamas, not at all. The Lord actually deposited the word emptiness into my spirit. And I thought, wow, so many people in this world are walking around feeling empty, whether it's loneliness, they're, they're craving more, feel, walking around as if they're missing something. And a lot of times when life starts shifting in different directions and we don't really understand the path that we're on, we can be left with a sense of all of those feelings in one, ultimately that emptiness. And a lot of times people are start filling it in with filling this void, I should say, in with just things of the world, things that satisfy the flesh, But we need to remember that when we are trying to go in a different direction, it's time to let go of the old man and embrace the new. The Bible reminds us that the old man grows corrupt according to his deceitful lust. So a lot of times when we're stuck in our old ways, we it's easy to go back into that path because our flesh is desiring, right? Lusting after the things that we assume that we're missing. But if we stay guided by the spirit, allow the Lord to continue to feed the spirit, we become that new man. And in the Bible, it reminds us, it says, be renewed in the spirit of your mind and that which was created according to God. And when we draw closer to the Lord, the fruits of the spirit begin to grow within us, right? We start following God's direction, becoming more obedient. And when I say obedient, it's doing whatever he says to do. We must do it. Amen. When we're following the spirit and allowing God to work within us, the fruits of the spirit become the evidence that our character is becoming more like Christ. But it takes us going through that purification process, that cleansing. Things begin to shift internally. And ultimately, we begin transforming, growing into the people that we are meant to be created, excuse me, the people that we were created to be. And when I was thinking about growing, right, when teenagers, well, at least I have a boy. So teenage boys, when they're growing, they're they're in pain. So I just want to remind you that growing into who you are meant to be, becoming that person, it's going to hurt. And it's not hurting because of any other reason that it's not familiar. So when, when things are not familiar, we become, we, we start stretching in different areas. We don't get angry as, as quick. And sometimes that in itself hurts us because we want to react so aggressively or just become spiteful or do something to attack the other person. And when the Lord's really working with you, It can become painful to hold that in. It's that stronghold is trying to pull you back to where you used to be and you're fighting against it. So it takes a lot of strength. But I want to encourage you to keep pushing because the more that you resist that behavior, the less 
that behavior in someone else is able to trigger you. And when the trigger is gone, you're going to see the external parts of you start shifting in different directions. You'll be able to notice different gifts that are within you. Wisdom and understanding and knowledge. Amen. So I encourage you to keep pushing for that. Allow the Lord to empty you of yourself so that you can be full of him. It is a different kind of emptiness than loneliness. And a lot of times we feel like we're missing something or we're feeling lonely because life isn't going the way we're used to or the way we planned. But in reality, if we can just hold on, because just when a seed is deposited, if we trust the process, it turns into everything it was created to be. Whatever fruit that is, it's going to become. But the beautiful thing is, is that even when we think we need to be at a certain place in our life, just like the fruit, it's full. You think that things are further than what it is. The fruit still has to ripen. So even if you think you're ready to move to another level in your spiritual life and in, in everyday life, just know that sometimes you're still planted where you need to be because it's still, you're still ripening. You're still becoming who you're created to be. God is still molding your character, shaping it into what everything that you're supposed to be, I should say. So I just want to encourage you to keep holding on, stay the course, allow the Lord to mold you and create everything in you that's needed. Don't allow yourself to go back to those old ways because when the Lord cleans us, cleanses us, empties us, empties us of ourselves, it's so that he can fill it with him. And if we get discouraged and we're moving before him, we start filling that in with all things of the world, things that was never meant to be in us. And because it's preventing us from going where we need to be, it's weighing us down, keeping us stuck. It's adding to the reasons of why so many people can be in a crowded room and feel alone. So many people walking around numb to every emotion possible, feeling lonely. You know, the word emptiness in itself is the state of containing nothing. You feel blank. But this is why it's so important to stay connected to the Lord. Allow him to fill you with everything of him, every goodness. Allow it to blossom you into who you were meant to be so that you don't get discouraged on how it's not working out. Trust the process. Focus on what he's asking you to do, right? Whatever he says to do, just do it. And when I prayed about this topic, the Lord led me to the widow with the oil. And I, again, read that story many times. But with the word emptiness on my heart, I read it. And I tried to really take it in so I can share it with you guys. And those of you that don't know, you can read it in 2 Kings. I believe it's chapter 4. But I'd encourage you to go ahead and read that. And it has to do with this widow coming to Elijah and asking him 
well let, let's just back up a little because i would encourage you to read it but there's different things that i want to talk to you about and when she came to elijah she cried out to him because her husband had died and she was in fear because the creditors were coming and they were going to take her sons as slaves to pay that debt and when she went to elijah i thought it was it just made me think, even though I've read it before, but because I'm reading it in a new light, he said to her, what shall I do for you? But he never let her respond. He said, what shall I do for you? Tell me, what do you have in your house? And I believe the Lord wants us to come to him, right? He wants to bring our petitions before him, but I believe he also wants us to be aware of what we already have. You're asking God for one thing, but what do you have in your possession? You need to acknowledge what you have. Glory to God. Then she tells him, your maidservant has nothing in the house but a jar of oil. Notice how she said nothing. Emptiness is the state of containing nothing. She believed that she had nothing. And a lot of times, many of us walk around like, we don't have anything. But the reality is our nothing is everything in God. But sometimes we don't want to wait out in the process. But Elisha told her, go borrow vessels from everywhere and from all your neighbors, empty vessels. Do not gather just a few. And when you have come in, you shall shut the door behind you and your sons. Then pour it into all those vessels and set aside the full ones. Elijah was reminding her. He was having her go out everywhere and from all your neighbors. Do not gather just a few. What you have in you is meant to fill the multitude what the lord has deposited in you what you have to offer is way more than you could have imagined and i hope this encourages you to dream big believe that there's so much more for you in this world go everywhere everywhere and do not gather just a few don't assume that you're only going to touch one person. Believe that God is going to use you to change the world. All it takes is one person. And Elijah gave her specific instructions. And I believe that's a reminder to us to be obedient to what God is saying. Elijah was specific. Borrow all the empty jars Close your doors, begin pouring, right? It was specific because the Lord wants to separate us. When the Lord is working in our lives, a lot of times we can feel that emptiness, that loneliness, because we're, we feel like we're alone, but we're not. God needs you to be in that season of isolation, because he's working within you and he can't allow anyone to taint what he's doing in your life. Anyone to get you off of track. He wants you to obey him. 
When we do, our faith continues to grow. Just like the widow with the oil. After she tells her sons, bring me another vessel. They said, there isn't another vessel. So the oil ceased. As long as you are prepared, as long as you are that willing vessel, the Lord will continue to fill you. It's when there wasn't another vessel that the oil ceased. So if you continue to make room for the Lord, he gives to what is available. So make room for him, right? Get ready, get ready, get ready. (laughs) The Lord wants to do mighty things in you, but are you readily available for him? Are you willing to allow him to pour into your life? Are you willing to allow him to use you beyond your imagination? Elisha told her to sell to get the money, to pay for her debt, and to live on the rest. He told her to sell. You are valuable. What you have is valuable. That's why the devil's attacking you over and over and over again. Because what you have is valuable. When he told her you need to pay, use to pay off her debt. The Lord is reminding us that he is our redeemer. Jesus paid for our sins. Now it's on us to walk in that grace, to walk in obedience to the Lord. When he told her to live on what's left, he's reminding us that he is our provider. Are you leaning on the Lord? Are you depending on the Lord? Are you doing your part? Right? Obedience is better than sacrifice. Are you doing what the Lord is telling you to do? Because when you do, when you give him what you have and you trust him, right? The belief and the trust, God's going to be doing more than we can ever imagine. I just want to remind you that no matter what it looks like, no matter how you feel, you're full of it. You're full of everything that God has created you to be. It's already in you. Now it's time for you to tap into it. It's time for you to believe and continue to use what's in you. Pour into the lives of others. Pour into your children, your family, your friends, the world. The devil wants what's in your mouth. And God gave it to you because he knew that only you can say it the way it needs to be said to reach those people that he needs you to reach. So be encouraged knowing that you are more than enough. You lack nothing. You are full of it, full of everything you need to fulfill your purpose. As I like to say, God is good. God is great. All you need is a mustard seed of faith.